0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, brought to you by Brent S. Wealth. And from Brent S. Wealth in the Santon office today is Rocco Fansale. And Rocco penned a piece that he kindly sent me a day or so ago called the following, Emerging Markets Hold Promise for Investors in 2021. And this was written more than a month ago. And that particular article has proved to be spectacularly uh, correct. Rocco, thanks for joining me. Emerging markets really have started to play catch up with developed markets, haven't they?
1: Hi Lindsay, thanks for having me today. It's a pleasure. Um, yes, you you are. Right. So essentially, at Brainthirst, we've we've been quite blessed. Um, we had one of the top economists in the country by the name of Mark Schuschler join us, and towards the end of last year, Mark, together with the directors at Brainthirst, started reiterating their their views that emerging markets and in particular China are going to do very well in the future. Um, coming going into 2021. Um, true to their word that it indeed has happened. And if you have a look, um, I just brought some index funds with me. Yeah? So if you look at the MSCI China ETF has gone up by approximately 16% um, in the last six weeks or so. And also if you've got your MSCI Emerging Markets Index going up by about 9%, where in comparison you've got the S&P 500 that's gone up about 3%, 3 to 4% as well as the MSCI world feeder fund going about maybe between 4 and 4.5%. Four and so it's definitely been a very interesting start to the year um for emerging markets and at Brent, we, we believe
0: that the momentum will
1: carry on for the foreseeable future.
0: It certainly looks like it. And if we go closer to home, you look at the South African uh, all-share index, whether it be the top 40 or the overall index, it's consistently gone to record highs over the last couple of weeks. So you don't have to look much further for an emerging market outperformer than South Africa. But when you look at the emerging markets, emerging markets are they're not all created equal. That's what I'm trying to get across here. So, for example, you say China is an emerging market but also South Africa is an emerging market, Vietnam is a, an emerging market, and it goes on from there. So do you differentiate between these different emerging markets?
1: Yeah, sure. No, that's a very good question. And yes, the, the JC has run really hard lately, and the, I think the momentum from the our emerging market peers have definitely carried us through. Um, but Africa is unique. Um, we, we've got our own set of challenges, which are very well documented. Um, and essentially going forward, I mean, we've got our own set of challenges. I mean, we've got uh, fiscal challenges. We've got political and, and economic pressures. Uh, we, a lot of commentators believe that we we could be heading for the fiscal cliff in a few years' time. So you're right to say that emerging markets aren't treated equally. Um, but as far as Brindis is concerned, and our house view, um, we we tend to think that um, China, as well as the Asian peers such as Vietnam and and India and and Thailand, as you mentioned earlier, will carry um, will be the the, the picks of emerging markets going forward.
0: You say in one of your um, uh, paragraphs in your piece, you say analysts and investors, whether it be from BlackRock or JP Morgan Chase or Morgan Stanley, have all indicated an increased appetite for emerging market exposure in 2021, with particular reference to China and other Asian emerging markets to lead the global recovery. And we saw actually, you know, it's not an emerging market, but we saw some really good numbers coming out of Japan uh, yesterday, but that sort of regionalizes the world's recovery and you say Goldman Sachs are touting emerging markets to outperform the rest of the world in their words and this is due to several reasons what reasons would you single out as the the best reasons for having a look at emerging markets
1: yeah well Lizzie to to point out I think although COVID originated out of China China were actually quite lucky where they did detect the virus quite early on and the economy didn't um, contract last year so they actually they managed the pandemic very well. And if you take that together with um the with Biden winning the 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 presidency in in, in the states, um you you got a a cocktail of, of a lot of positive factors going for for China. Um also emerging markets as well as China haven't performed as well as their developed peers in the last decade. So a, a lot of commentators such as JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs argue that that they they have a lot more value to offer investors going forward, and that although the the developed markets have run really hard, and with this low interest environment that we're currently in, um, they still look still looks as if they they can run. There's definitely value in in your emerging market um, countries such as China and their peers, and also. Um, going forward, a lot of people are predicting that Asia will, will overtake Europe from a, a GDP point of view. Yes. So, if you take that into consideration, your powerhouses going forward, is most probably will always be the States, as you can imagine, but as well, Asia and South Southeast Asia, they'll have a lot more going for them in, in the future.
0: I'm again, reading your article, China is the one country that keeps on coming up. And although some people may say it's not really an emerging market, it's a combination of a developed market and an emerging market. But let's call it an emerging market. You seem to like it the most because of its economic powerhouse reputation and also the fact that it's bounced back so much faster than so-called developed markets. How do you at Brenthurst expose your clients to China?
1: Yeah, so at Brentish, we have adjusted our house view, particularly in the last few months. As I mentioned earlier in December already, our directors together with Mike Schussler um, started reiterating that our, we are going a bit more overweight as far as emerging market exposure is concerned for our clients. But yeah, it all boils down to having a diversified portfolio and giving your clients uh, the, the the best value that we can. So going forward, we have in, we are overweight emerging markets. We think there's a lot of value going forward for investors. Um, however, one must always keep in mind that we that we need to to offer our clients a diversified diversified options, and we think going forward is definitely an argument to have an increased exposure towards China and, and their peers, emerging market peers.
0: Is there any particular fund that you favour to expose your clients to emerging markets with a particular focus on China? Or as you say, do you diversify? Maybe you could give us a couple of products that you particularly favour at Brentus Wealth.
1: Yeah, there are a few funds that, that we do prefer, but it will boil down to the individual clients, what their needs are, what they're looking for. But we definitely are a variety of options, depending on the risk profile of the client and their individual
0: needs. Is there any particular risk, do you think, with emerging markets? Because emerging markets are notoriously fickle and notoriously cyclical as well. One minute, they're flavor of the month, and the next minute, they're down in the doldrums. And it just seems to me that those two scenarios can juxtapose themselves very very quickly in other words you know next month it may be that the u.s 10-year bond yield has gone up to 1.5 percent or something and everybody says right i must get out of emerging markets now because they're they're too risky so you have to be aware i think that emerging markets are quite volatile no
1: of course that's definitely true if you look across the board of emerging market peers Um, they are more volatile as compared to your developed markets definitely once again it boils down to having a diversified portfolio and having adequate exposure to the right asset classes and the right regions but you yeah, going forward i definitely although there's a lot of value there is a lot of risks that come with emerging markets of course not to mention political risk as well as africa is a great example of that yeah. going forward as far as emerging markets are concerned they, they generally can be more volatile but if you have a long term view and, and you're willing to, to hold for the long run, there's definitely value for investors who, are, who can stomach the risk of having emerging markets with exposure.
0: Yeah, you say the past year was a stark reminder that the future will surprise and that unexpected events can derail even the best made plans, you say. Investors with balanced diversified portfolios not only survive the volatility of 2020, but also achieve satisfactory returns. Going into 2021, you go on to say the need for a diversified portfolio that has the right asset allocation and has struck the optimal balance between developed and emerging markets exposure is as important as... And I think that a lot of people are starting to get quite excited. This is my last point now, and you can reinforce it or shoot me down if you like. People are perceiving that there is a a super cycle in commodities on the go at the moment, and many emerging markets are exposed to commodities. So do you think we've still got a lot further to go on the emerging market bull market?
1: Yes, I I certainly do. I think uh, going forward, the the next few years are going to be very interesting and, and possibly in five, 10 years time, we could even argue that emerging markets outperformed your more developed markets as some of those companies you, you mentioned earlier have indicated. So there's definitely opportunity and going forward for people who are willing to, to consume the risk, um, there definitely will be a lot of opportunities for investors who would like to have exposure to your emerging markets. But yes, yeah, traditionally, when commodities do well, China and their peers do well. Um, even South Africa, if you look at the J the C index, has done extremely well, and that's also off the back of, the, of commodities. So definitely hoping that there's, there's a lot more, more to go.
0: Rocco, thank you very much for your insight. That's Rocco Fansell from Brentus Wealth in the Sandton office, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentus Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.